Hey. <laughs> 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 no, keep going, keep God going, keep... <laughs> Alright, alright, whatever. Welcome to, uh, hold on, what episode is this, Risa? I fucking... I, I think we're know. on episode 8. 8? Yeah, welcome to episode 8. eight. This is uh, Transatlantic Theater, and today we are going to be covering Bicentennial Man. Uh, we discussed it last week a little bit. We decided to do something a little more, um, a little more, I guess, happy. But anyway, of course, this is, this is Marcos, I'm the... One of the hosts and uh, hi with me today. Yeah, the guy. Is your other host? My other host. Yeah, Uh, Oscar Reese Freeman. Now, okay, so I'm gonna say something that's possibly the most pretentious thing. Okay. I've said on the podcast just to date. All right. Okay. Um, Not not entirely, but you know, just to date. Um, And that is, do you ever have difficulty uh, when do 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 you like fluently really speak any other language? No, not fluently. Okay. Yeah, because I just have trouble sometimes where, like, if I'm starting a conversation, but I've been doing things in, like, French, mm-hmm. and now kind of in Welsh, mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not nearly well enough yet along in that language to, to be actually able to think in it. But, like, sometimes if I'm, like, practicing Welsh things, and then somebody, then, like, I go to start a conversation with somebody, else, like, my brain goes, wait, ho- which one are we supposed to be in? <laughs> <laughs> like, which language? <laughs> Yeah, so that, it also it's a problem for me mostly at work because at work sometimes I'll just be like chilling and I'll just be on like Duolingo mm-hmm. just to kind of you know just some ex- it's fun exercise for me mental exercise to just you know practice some language stuff mm-hmm. and so sometimes I'll just be doing what French exercises and then you know I have to start a conversation and my brain's like but uh, yeah. hi <laughs> and you're like I was just thinking in French. <laughs> No, yeah, essentially that's it. Person, it just gets yeah. difficult. So I don't know if that was like, yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't actually know if you uh, had properly learned any other language. No, 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 no. I've been busy doing other shit, <laughs> like <work. laughs> fucking. So basically, I, I go to work and I'm fucking exhausted from work. So when I come home, I don't want to do shit else except be a fucking potato. <laughs> <laughs> so that's fair. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's that's basically been it. And uh, as a biomed man. Our workloads are pretty fucking crazy. Yeah. Just because we have like thousands of medical devices we all got to work on mm-hmm. every, you know, throughout the year. And uh, it just gets it gets hectic sometimes because uh, if for some reason a, a lot of stuff breaks in the departments that you're in charge of, then you need to fix all of that stuff, but also do your preventive maintenance on like all this other equipment too and it just yeah sometimes it just gets to be a lot and i'm just sitting here like fuck man when i go home i just want to fucking chill (laughs) but that's i mean like uh, when you're just working on some of that stuff you don't have something like playing in the background no because i'm on the floor and you typically don't want headphones in your ears while you're on a on a floor around patients or uh Oh, you're on the floor around patients, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah, I'm around exactly. patients or around the nursing staff, and somebody needs to tell you something, or if an emergency happens, you kind of got to be aware and alert, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so, no, that's fair. yeah, you can't really be mm-hmm. doing that. Sometimes I'll go up, depending on the time of day, like, if, if I know mm-hmm. the department is closed, for example, like, endoscopy typically doesn't have any cases after 3 o'clock, and I go yeah. up there, yeah, I'll put in headphones and, you know, whatever, yeah. that's fine, but... For the most part, now you don't you don't really want to have uh, anything in your ears. Yeah. Well, I uh, I'm I have a cushy office office job, so. Yeah. <laughs> I it, get to I get to just 
do weird shit sometimes. Yeah, uh, sometimes I think about that, but honestly, I think I would be too bored with it. <laughs> uh, you get bored pretty easily. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, it's, it it depends on the job you have and like what what the job requirement is, yeah. how much of you working is actually, you know, being like doing work. It's yeah. a that whole bunch of other stuff. I, I'm pretty lucky with the job that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, not to mention just by the fact that uh, any any job I've had before the one that I have now um it like if the pandemic had happened i'd have been fucked yeah yeah um, but now i'm in a position where you know i can either work from home or work in the office like oh yeah i can do a mix of both yeah i'm, I'm uh, yeah uh, on top of that my company's not laid anybody off like this they've just been like really been supportive good. for a lot of people like the, yeah it's, it's just been a good company to work for that's good i'm not gonna obviously name the company because it's a podcast <laughs> yeah um yeah. but but yeah it's just I've just been really lucky that I have the job that I have right now during this situation. It's made me realize that even though I would want to do other things, yeah, you know, this is it's very secure and uh-huh. it's kind of hard to give up that security. I think out of all your jobs, the the two I think that I've noticed you really enjoyed the most probably mm-hmm. working at Starbucks. To be honest, yeah, you, you always yeah. seem kind of happy there. And then um, yeah. this job, I would say this job is probably mm-hmm. the the second one yeah. that you've been most fortunate. Like, cause you actually seem like you want to, you want to stick with this job. I don't hear you talking about yeah. like moving on to something else, you know, cause that's kind of mm-hmm. what the thing was with your other jobs. You were always thinking about the next one. Yeah. But this one feels yeah, pretty yeah. stable and good. Like I still think about what the next one is, but the next one is like, what's the next thing in the company? Yeah. As opposed to like, yeah, just trying to find a different role in that company. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I am, I, I don't know if I want to say this on the podcast. Well, you don't have to. Ah, oh, fuck it. I'll just say it on the podcast. <laughs> like, I mean, my my girlfriend and I have uh, are seriously talking about like um, trying to get a restaurant. Yeah, um, that, that's so cool. And like the front of house bit would be kind of where I'm in charge, and so there'd be like we were talking about it yesterday, and I went, I was like trying not to go too overboard because I would be like, I do, I want to do coffee stuff, but oh. I don't want it to turn into a coffee house. Dude, I have a question for you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Is it possible to own land over there? Yeah. It is? So yeah. you're not just constantly renting? Yeah, yeah, no, you can own land, yeah. Okay, good. Now, can you own a commercial spot? Yeah. Okay, good. Um, because if you guys do plan on going in, into that restaurant, you get, you have mm-hmm. to own your property. You have to buy that property. You can still rent. No, but it is not smart to rent. Yeah. But, uh, for example, I don't know if you've ever seen... By the way, we should do this movie on the podcast. Um, okay. The Founder. It's about yeah. McDonald's. Mm-hmm. And how they became as big as they are now. Yeah. There is... So, it, there's, there's like, discussion in the, in the business and realtor... Or, not realtor, but real estate world. Mm-hmm. Where people say McDonald's is not a food company. It's actually a real estate company. McDonald's owns every single McDonald's plot that a, that mm-hmm. a sh- uh, you know that their restaurant is built on. They own every single one of those uh, pieces of land. Yeah. So they don't pay rent to anybody. They only get. In fact, the people who franchise their stuff pay rent. Pay to rent them. to McDonald's. That makes sense. Yeah. So really, McDonald's makes majority of their money off of nothing but real estate. Mm-hmm. So. Plus, when you're investing in real estate, you're investing into yourself. You're not throwing money away to somebody else. Yeah. So it's I always get smarter to buy. 
I know it's always smarter to buy, but it just comes down to what budget you can you can have at the beginning. Well, yeah. believe it or not, renting costs almost the same as. Uh, I know it costs yeah. almost the same in in a longer period of time, but it's the question of longer period of time whether or not we can get the loan to just buy the land to start off now, with. Now that would be the difficult um, part. Yeah, the loan, getting yeah. approved for the loan would be the difficult part. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe and also to be honest, sign. we don't know if we'd want to. Day when once like in that part like you know yeah yeah it's long stuff but a lot of stuff that I would maybe like be less inclined to not in a mean way but say on the podcast like, but that's all just, right just because yeah but no just because no, no, it's all like stuff in the works not really stuff that I'm like trying to be like this is what I'm doing right now and I don't want to like put it out there yeah with yeah, the yeah, world. yeah I get what you're saying I get what you're saying but yeah, you could always sell the land later you know so, yeah but uh, that's true yeah, yeah so. Yeah, but I'm not really looking to sell my land after Brexit. That's going to be a horrible return on <laughs> investment. Yeah, I have no idea how that shit's going to play out. Do you know what's horrendous? You know what I've I've come to the decision of? Oh, it might be. A good I'm idea gonna to go. Buy I'm gonna go. Brexit. No, I'm, well, yeah, it might be. Um, but <laughs> yeah, but um, I'm probably gonna exchange some of my savings into euros. Oh, really? And then when the pound plummets after the in January, exchange it back. <laughs> change it back and get money like yeah. straight up <laughs> yeah because i could uh, potentially double yeah money like it, obviously that's a worst case scenario double Dude, but right now the euro is stronger than the dollar um, yeah it's, it's been stronger than the dollar for a while it's a giant trade block <laughs> well, that makes me sad <laughs> why does that make you sad because i'm american <laughs> that's why <laughs> it's like oh shit dude, dude if I euro is somewhere the euro is my second second favorite yeah second favorite currency, currency in terms of how it looks yeah how does it look it's really pretty it um it's just got like not it's it's it it works really hard on trying to have like architecture and like things on it that are just european as opposed to um like you know one country yeah speaking of architecture mm-hmm. do you notice the architecture in uh the movie that we watched for this week are you talking about Bicentennial Man? Yes. Yeah, because I really hated the architecture. You did? <laughs> okay, so do we want to jump straight into the movie? Because we can jump straight into the movie. Well, I mean, we could segue to it, talking about architecture. Yeah, okay, but before I before I before we segue too far away, my favorite is Swiss Money. Look it up, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll do that. It lo- it, it's it's uh, vertical as opposed to horizontal. So it's like tall money as opposed to tall wide money. Tall money. Yeah, and right. also it's just got a shit ton of weird stuff on it to make it anti anti counterfeit. Oh yeah, so it's all like rainbow and shit. Yeah, it's like pictures of the world and like weird crazy designs. intricate designs. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, okay, this looks on. Uh, this doesn't look right. It looks it looks horizontal. It doesn't look vertical. Swiss money. Yeah, so, well, hold on. Swiss, I'm sorry. What did you think I said? I, I, I put Sweden. <laughs> Alright, there, there we go. Oh my god, what the hell? That's straight up Monopoly money, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> that is, that's vibrant. Holy shit. Yeah. And, uh, wow, are they that long? Are they actually that long? Well, it's not that they're that long. When you If you hold the dollar bill that way, it's going to be that long. Oh, hold on. No, th- this this picture shows them going from longest to, to shortest. So that's how I was. Oh, thinking, like, okay. What the fuck? 
Yeah, so they a lot of com- uh, a lot of countries do this outside of the U.S. Their cu- their money is different size. So that blind people know what the fuck they're holding. See, I was about to say that, like, because yeah. the United States doesn't do that because they hate yeah. blind people. So, <laughs> like, seriously. <laughs> but uh, yeah, having different sizes. I don't think Canada does it either, but I could be wrong. Let, let me look up a uh, Canadian currency. Canadian currency. Why is Canadian currency so low? Uh, it's not that low. Well, it's lower I mean, than it's, the dollar. It's lower than the dollar, but it's not by a crazy amount. Uh, I it's guess. Like 80, it's like 80 cents to the US dollar, isn't it? Um. Oh my god, Canadian currency still has the queen on it. Yeah, of course. Holy She's still fuck. the head of state. Yeah, I guess so, huh? It's just mm. Although they're looking <laughs> to not do that anymore? Or there's there's one some Commonwealth country, it might be either Canada or New Zealand, who are looking to remove the monarch as the head of state. And oh. then a lot of other you know commonwealth countries were like hey that sounds cool yeah i mean like why not like she's not really involved <laughs> yeah it's 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 a, it's a difficult one i think <laughs> that yes she's not involved but there's no reason to be ex- like hey we're a country we're our own country we're free we're this 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 yeah. why not why not still have strong international ties with other countries it's just kind of you know yeah seems like yeah yeah um i don't know canada was weird for staying with britain anyway yeah i guess yeah (laughs) i always say like people are like why is america so violent uh when canada just you know up north has the same gun you know very similar gun laws you know very similar culture of a lot of people wanting guns and things like that but they're not as violent and i said well i mean if you look at how they left britain america (laughs) said we're leaving bang bang goodbye yeah <laughs> and canada went oh hi eh? uh, i think we could uh maybe be on our own and, and britain was like well chap you've been a good one but fine you can leave <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, and then they did so yep. you know <laughs> i think that pretty much just summarizes the culture <laughs> yeah yeah canadian uh canadian culture is strange but uh interesting though but you know what else was strange what bicentennial man Let's oh go yeah, in. <laughs> and their architecture apparently. Oh, it was like it was like tiled houses that wanted to look thatched. It was really annoying. <laughs> like the main house, the main house was yeah. it was ugly. I hated it. Like we, the second that house showed up, I was like, oh, this is this is a horrendously ugly house. <laughs> you didn't like it? Why didn't you like it? Uh, it just felt like very. <sighs> How do I word this? Like stereotypical rich person house. But they also, like, didn't really state that, like, he was rich. Like, it was weird. Like, they they just acted like this is modern family. Well, it was was very subtle, but he was Mm -hmm. a watchmaker. Yeah, which I'm like, yeah, you're not going to be able to own this. He owned Rolex or some shit. (laughs) Okay, I didn't take it like that. Like, when they said he's a watchmaker, I assumed, because, I mean, like, Somebody who owns like something like Rolex or Omega is not going to just like stroll into the headquarters of this building and have some company dude like talk to him the way he did. Do you know what was funny though? So he was well off, right? Because so, he had a house yeah. and he had a robot, whatever. But he had like, that fucking huge, ugly like backyard. That <laughs> massive, like he was easily on like 10 to 20 acres of land. Yeah. But in the beginning, he like the they were driving in 1990s s-class mercedes yeah. which you can buy for five grand 
Yeah. So I thought that shit was hilarious. I was like, oh my god. What well, the fuck? <laughs> yeah. And they the, just put the like whole, the, the technology of the, the place. <laughs> the technology was a bit all over the place. Yeah, it was. Um, and the thing that got me that just made me more upset. The things that just made me angry throughout the film mm-hmm. were uh, the set designs to make them more futuristic. It was literally just like it, it just looked like I was watching an episode of Star Trek Next Gen. Oh, like yeah. all the sets where it's like, well, let's make it wooden and kind of all the same color. And for some reason, there's carpet everywhere. Yeah, minimalism. <laughs> and it's like, uh, I think uh, they, they went with the whole future aesthetic of minimalism. Cause... But it didn't feel minimal. It felt very cluttered. Well, it no, felt as like, the, as let's it put future further, stuff places. Well, as it went further into the future, there, there was less and less clutter. Like, if you remember when he bought his freedom or whatever from yeah. uh, the dude from Jurassic Park... Um, yeah, which uh, yeah, it was Dennis Quaid. Yeah, Dennis, name? Dennis Quaid. Yeah. Uh, there was literally like nothing in that kitchen. Like it was just super empty. But it my girlfriend made this this great joke where she was like, uh, she was like, "Do you think Dennis Quaid? You know, he's he's an actor. He's he you know yeah. is is proud of what he does. Is proud of his craft. But yeah. then he gets cast in a movie, and they're told you have to be opposite Robin Williams, <laughs> and you're like, shit." How am I supposed to shine on the screen next to such an actor? Yeah. And then you show up on set and you realize they put him in a in a robot suit. And you're like, oh, fuck, I got this. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Dude, I wonder. Uh, so I didn't look up any behind the scenes shit, but I really wanted to. Like, mm-hmm. God, how that must have been acting inside that thing. I just, uh, I I'll be honest. I'll just I'll just be upfront now. I really didn't like the movie at all. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, watching it again, it's obviously super like cheesy it's and hokey very nineties. Like... <laughs> oh yeah, totally. The movie didn't age well. Let me just say no, that. it didn't age well it at all. And it's just well. it was just so like cheesy. And then like I'll be honest, him being like having any type of sexual attraction to this to the girl who looks like the girl he he brought up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. is like really creepy oh, not, they could not have easily creepy. made it a different actress like if he just married like the granddaughter i'd have been like okay it's a little weird but that's fine but because it's like the same actress well i think they did that um they because they wanted conflict so they were like no we have to have conflict you know so so she has to look like her and he's going to be conflicted because he, yeah. she's not going to be her but he didn't feel conflicted he was just like at first he was like this is confusing and i was like you're a robot that shouldn't be confusing um no he didn't like her looking like how you know the little miss did. yeah like, which so let's discuss conflict. little miss the original yeah uh actress who <laughs> fell in love with a robot no, no no i'm talking about the original like the the tiny child <laughs> oh the pepsi girl yeah Dude, so i told my I wife i was the... like that's the pepsi girl she's like who the fuck's the pepsi girl it's the pepsi cola girl <laughs> so that's what i remember her from yeah but what? but what? i didn't realize and unfortunately my girlfriend told me at the very beginning of the film oh, no, she's she like die? yeah that's that's jesse eisenberg's sister what and i swear to god look at just look up a picture of her right now it looks exactly like and the whole movie it looked like jesse eisenberg in a hat and wig <sighs> <laughs> I like I I'm I I was upset when the it went forward and she was gone. Oh my god! But yeah, right. Uh, hold on, I have to I have to type today or now. I think her name is Heidi Eisenberg. 
No. Yes. No. Uh, I I don't know, but <laughs> what the? Hold on. There's a picture of them sitting next to each other. Oh my gosh, dude, she looks like exactly the same. <laughs> yeah, no, but she looks exactly the same. That's really funny. But, there's a lot of pictures of them together. Yeah, they both look very fucking similar. They look so similar, and it was just I like broke out laughing. Dude, his watching sister got like every scene with him. Oh my with god. her. Yeah, dude, his because sister... I was like, it just looked like Jesse Eisenberg in a hat and wig. Yeah. Go on, sorry. No, I was just gonna say his sister got like super famous way before he did, and then he just yeah. outshined her completely. I mean, it's like the Olsen twins and Elizabeth Olsen. So. Oh, I know, right? Like the Olsen twins <laughs> were super popular back when they were, you know, tiny children on like yeah. Full House and shit. And then Elizabeth Olsen was like, "Oh, I'm just gonna be in this weird Marvel movie." Yeah, she was like, <laughs> nobody cared about her at all. No, hey, you leaving? All right, babe. Have a good day. She's gonna go get like a Christmas tree vomit on her head or something. Um, what <laughs> yeah she's gonna go dye her hair and it's gonna look like a christmas tree threw up on her oh nice yeah okay but she's super um but excited. yeah no so jesse eisenberg tiny jesse eisenberg, I, I kept making the joke yeah i was like you know i'm really proud uh for jesse i didn't know that he was born assigned male or female <laughs> um jesus christ and it, it's re- i'm really proud really proud of him that he uh you know later in life you know changed to, uh to transition to being male yeah yeah because it just, I, I just, it just looked exactly like him, and it's just so fun. And even now, like you said, she doesn't look different, which is weird. No, she looks <laughs> like a twenty-year-old. She just she got, literally like, looks like you just took that face and just increased the size, like a fucking Photoshop. Image. Yeah, yeah. She just has enlarged features now. Um, yeah, and it's just like, but she looks exactly the same. <laughs> it's nuts. But yeah. yeah. Uh, I so that part, I, I, that. so I don't. I think this movie would have been vastly improved if it took place over a year instead of 200. Oh, really? Yeah. So instead of... Because I felt like the rate of which he was kind of learning in the first year, mm-hmm. like, he shouldn't... He should have been, like... I mean, it's just standard kind of, like, AI robot thing. Like, the rate that he was going, he would have been... A, it would have been very different 200 years down the line. Uh oh you mean like in terms of but he was just doing emotional development it wasn't about like but it didn't really feel like emo- it just felt like forced emo- it like nothing in this movie felt like a movie it just felt like a series of scenes mm-hmm. that like out of context were like oh isn't that, isn't that interesting and then like but put together I was like is anything actually happening right now Cause yeah I don't he was feel trying like to it. find like <clears throat> he was trying to find a place where he belongs I mean it's essentially Pinocchio like it's Pinocchio meets the Tin Man, you know what I mean? Oh, for fuck's sake. And then when she started singing, If I Only Had a Heart, yeah, I like looked at my girlfriend and was like, get it? Because he's a robot. Yeah. Like the Tin Man? Of course. <laughs> yeah. No, it was, uh... But it was a And then when he bad. became Robin Williams, I was just really not into it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I felt like it would have been better if it was just... Because the whole point, like, I think of his argument of like, I'm a, I, I have you know x x y and z you know emotions feelings thought new thoughts creativity like all the things that you can assign as characteristic traits to a human mm-hmm. it would be more impactful if the whole point is like essentially detroit become human yeah <laughs> is it's not it doesn't matter that we're different it matters that we share things with what what makes you human we have things that make you human therefore we should be treated as such and the fact that he had to do all these things to make him more human, it makes it feel like he didn't really 
earn anything other than he changed himself to be human. You know? No? What? No, I'm like listening to what you were saying. I'm like, uh, you kind of lost me on that second half there. <laughs> so like he didn't he didn't get humanity to recognize that he was a human. He changed himself to become a human. He gave himself organs. He made himself age. He like did all these things instead of them recognizing that he contained traits that should be recognized as a sentient being. Oh, so like even before having the physical alterations. Yeah, before any of the physical alterations, that he should have stayed there and gone, no, this is me. This is what I am. You created me. I have these things. Th yeah. This should be this should be enough to say that I have some kind of rights. Well, he didn't. Uh, he didn't go that route with his intelligence. He probably didn't think that. Uh, he but was that's just, where I felt like yeah. it was just kind of not impactful because it was just like, it's like watching. You know, it, it, it was just somebody who was a robot making himself more human until somebody said now you're human instead of just saying well i've only changed essentially my outward characteristics yeah also he can't die like <laughs> like he's still he's still a computer program he could still be backed up he could still like you should still be able to upload essentially what he is to something also the time period he'd be in there'd be it's kind of it's it's the it's the also just really dumb paradox of like the reason robots aren't human-shaped is because humans aren't the most optimal design. We just got here through this design, which is cool, but we're not a great design. Uh, yeah, but when you're creating a robot for, you know, household shit, you know what I mean? You want them to, you know, look like us so that we can feel some type of normalcy. I feel like a lot of people, I mean, and they kind of discussed it in, later in the movie where he was like, oh, we have... Like, a, we had a prototype of, like, more, you know, more expressive faces, but yeah. people didn't like it. And yeah, that's, you know, that's hit, fair, because like, that's, that's the thing. Yeah, Uncanny yeah. Valley is what I was going to Yeah, mention. like the yeah. fucking robot citizen that exists. The what? <laughs> you know, the the robot citizen. In what? What are you in talking the about? Real, in real world. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. what's her name? Yeah, yeah that one robot, name. yeah, who got yeah. actual citizenship. Yeah, didn't she get a citizenship in, like, Saudi Arabia? Yeah, some shit like that. But, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, like really, and we're not that far. And like, it, it's she's probably not that sentient. She's probably not sentient at all. It's just an AI program. Yeah, well, that's the thin, the thin line, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, see, that's the thing is that um, it, it's such a thin line there. Uh, but I don't think our technology is capable of creating anything that's sentient yeah. yet. Because that, I mean, the the movie. I mean, it's 1999, so we're we were a lot further behind on what we are now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, we're 21 me, years later of technology, but yeah, but... to me, sentience, like robotic sentience, is uh, the ability to program itself, and, and yeah, unless they can but do even that, they're they're not. But there that's yet. what the other ro that robot you were talking about—that's what she can do. She can actually program herself. Yeah, but there's limits really? on her. But like, yeah, well, I didn't know she could um, actually program herself. I think so. I could be wrong. I don't think so. Don't that's, quote me. That's extremely advanced. <laughs> don't at me. <laughs> um, but no, it, um, so 99, the idea would be, uh, can a robot create? Yeah. If so, that's, that's what makes humans different. We can, we, we're just, we have that magic touch. But now we have robots that create. So that's, and even back then, really, 
we had robots that could beat chess players, which is kind of, I mean, you're creating thought and strategy. Oh yeah, we had just robots. A, it's that just can a, do again, that it's a very time. fuzzy gray line of what creating is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's still hard programming. It's not something that, um, you know, something that can leave its parameters of its program. Because uh, there's still those hard lines that you're saying. So I think unless they don't have hard lines at all whatsoever, which would obviously be like a rampant AI, nobody wants that. That's why we haven't mm-hmm. stepped that boundary yet. Is because there is still fear, even though people say there isn't. You know, there there totally is. Otherwise, people would be going off the rails. You know, trying to do everything they can to put no boundaries on an AI. But obviously, they're gonna keep yeah. boundaries on AI purely for security purposes. Because if mm-hmm. you have a, a rogue AI going out there hacking into shit and just that's that's the thing is this people's information it it's so it sounds so doomer and so like oh well isn't that just like being very pes- like pessimistic right? but yeah but in reality if we made a, a robot like the Robin Williams robot mm-hmm. within like ten minutes of access to the internet he would just go well I'm gonna do. X. Like, I know everything. Whether or not now. that's yeah. yeah, I know everything. I can change everything. I can hack things. I can do this, 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 this. I, I can do all these things that that other humans can't do, and I can do it a lot quicker. Because yeah. it's like it's it's Elon Musk's argument with Neuralink is Neuralink is good for the reason of human beings can only process er, process information with ten digit, digits with our fingers. We can only we can do things with with the computer to get our ideas out and absorb information in um but if you had just a chip like a robot would and you just put that in like it's it's so much quicker mm-hmm. can you imagine it's enhanced processing of our own brains I, but it's not even he's saying it's not even advanced processing it's literally just the ability for us to get information out of our brain is slower than how we can act because like it is too slow so if we just had the ability to because you know our brain tells our mouth to say something we can have a thought in a split second yeah but our brain then has to take the time to say the words to form to do this 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 i have to listen to you say it i have to process that information like it's just it's using different instruments to uh, instead of just essentially Neuralink would be uh sidestepping these those extra instruments our mouths our ears our oh, tongues yeah. all yeah. that stuff and just can connecting directly to the you know electric flow of our our brain i'm an idiot and i'm oversimplifying that completely but you know but it's <laughs> and like, probably vastly don't understand it but it sounds like what you're describing here is just like instant communication between people yeah because that's what it is with robots so I mean, i that's, don't that's, like that because... if, we're, if we're gonna jump to, to slightly have you played detroit become human uh i haven't played it but i've watched a full playthrough and it's really fucking okay. good yeah, it's my my big problem with Detroit Become Human is like the first scene with Marcus. He like walks into the store and he doesn't say anything to the robot. They just with their, you know, little chip in their brain, they just communicate to each other in a second, do a transaction, and then he leaves. Uh-huh. And then the rest of the move the rest of the game is him for some reason talking to robots. Now, I understand oh, really? I don't from a gameplay thing. point of view, like that's not ideal. Or like it's it's not going to be interesting, but you like that's how robots would communicate. Is just I'm just going to communicate with you uh, signally instead of the way instead of adding the limitations that humans have. 
like, I mean, they would probably just grab things off the shelves and just by being in the store communicate to each other from yeah, like that's what from yeah. the actual shelf that you just grab the the item from. Mm-hmm. It would be that instantaneous, and they would just grab what they need and then literally yeah. walk out. There wouldn't even need that's to the, be yeah. a look. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. Is that with robots in that situation, it would be instantaneous communication. Yeah, but it's it, but because we want to enjoy it, kind of like, like a hive mind. Yeah, yeah, like like the Geth, like the Geth, <laughs> yes, or like um, what was I was thinking of other robots earlier, but but yeah, like like the Geth. <laughs> the Geth are, are a really good example of of sci-fi doing a really good job of showing off what robots would be like. Robots are one unit is about as intelligent as a human. Mm. It's okay. It can do some stuff. It can do this, this, this. But then the closer you get them together, where they can communicate with each other it becomes a, a far more formidable force because now you have a collective intelligence. Yeah, with everybody communicating and sharing information and knowledge. Yeah. Um, which obviously makes for uh, almost like a supercomputer with a bunch of like... What do they compare the human brain to? I think they compared the human brain to a CPU and they were saying like, uh, your brain has like, you know, fucking technically it has an amount of cores in it you know what i mean they were doing Mm -hmm. like a real world comparison to the brain the human brain but if you were able to communicate instantaneously throughout multiple brains and multiple people yeah uh you would have a larger um cache of knowledge i guess you could say a storage of knowledge because now you're Mm -hmm. all sharing what everybody knows and what everybody doesn't know kind of like kind of like wikipedia you know how it's an open source type of situation yeah. where everybody can go in put in the right information put their sources and uh did i ever tell you about my dad's wikipedia page no i didn't know your dad had a wikipedia page <laughs> so my dad has a wikipedia page <laughs> so it's not a thing anymore it's really upsetting it's not but... a thing anymore? no 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 he still has a wikipedia page but uh, for some reason somebody's removed what i edited on his wikipedia page oh god <laughs> um so the, to preface the story as well, there was a, a new story on Wales Online that was saying, um, like, uh, like all they had raided every postcode in the UK, mm. or in Wales, sorry, every postcode in, in, in the UK. Fuck off. Wales. <laughs> every postcode in Wales. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and out of 15,000 postcodes, or sorry, 1,500 postcodes, mm. they rated, like, which ones were the best, which ones were the worst. So yeah. the lower your number, the worse your postcode was. So I looked up where I was living, which was in like Grangetown, Cardiff area, which uh-huh. is like kind of one of the rougher areas. And I was like 372 most rough postcodes in the whole country. <laughs> um, out of, again, 1500. Uh-huh. Uh, so <laughs> then I was talking to people. We were all doing this at work. We're like looking up how bad our postcodes are. And we're like <laughs> making fun of people who like are in like the living 200s. Ones, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys are so um, And then I was saying how my dad had a wikipedia page and yeah. i was showing people and then like i went to edit and i just typed he has a son named oscar reese freeman who currently lives in uh grangetown cardiff in the 350 or 373rd worst most deprived postcode in all of wales oh my god uh, and <laughs> consists on a diet of beans and uh pork because his dad won't give him any more money <laughs> oh my god no wonder why somebody <laughs> took that out <laughs> jesus christ your dad and, has a uh, reputation, yeah. Reese. <laughs> <laughs> My dad does have, a, weirdly enough, a reputation. On the official 
uh, Wikipedia page for Pembrane Buryport, which is the town where he lives. Mm. It's at the bottom of like history of the town. It says, uh, politically, this town has always been controlled by the Labour Party, but as of recent years, a councillor from uh, from Plaid Cymru has challenged that power. And that was because in the last election, my dad uh, was a flip vote. So now the Independent Party and the Labour Party have an equal number of people oh, wow. on the town council. So they have to form a coalition with the with another party, which my dad chose to form a coalition with uh, the Independents because he was the, the only Plaid person. Nice. So he's in a coalition uh, on the town between the Independent Party and Plaid and Labour now the minority party, which have no control like because if essentially with with you know a coalition government if everybody votes together they uh, always have a majority interesting so, is your dad so yeah like my dad's officially on the uh pardon does your dad like the political side of things yeah well i mean yeah he's a town councilor he was he was uh he was a mayor last year i know i know that but yeah. uh i just didn't know if he liked it or not <laughs> oh yeah no he, he loves it well he's you know you know, well, he you know my dad people. he's just he loves uh talking to people and he likes meet yeah. people all the time uh, and there was a really just, nice article re- wrote a, written about him it's really hard to say bad stuff about like, your dad dude it's like really yeah. difficult <laughs> yeah um the there was an article written about him when he was ending his mayorship oh, yeah. in the town and it was essentially saying like how much he's how much he changed the role essentially of mayor in like that tiny town because it normally was like oh somebody's the mayor but like my dad being who he is who loves to meet meeting people. people talking to yeah. people doing things he like any event that there was he was just on it you know uh-huh. like so he was just there like talking to people trying to do things trying to it, like be a part of the community as much as possible but just because he enjoys being a part of people yeah um, yeah definitely and yeah so it just it was it was a nice article and it was just it was basically saying like it's hard you're hard pressed regardless of what you think of his opinions on political matters that you're hard pressed to find where he went wrong as a mayor in terms of like you know mm-hmm. uh community gathering and and trying to make people feel at home so do you think because of his uh <clears throat> past 20 or so years of being deprived of a community like that uh when he came back to to wales is do you mm-hmm. think that was part of his drive to really get back involved in the community like hitting it yeah, hard th- maybe uh he says that that's not that he didn't plan on it <laughs> but, yeah i don't yeah. imagine he would i think he just got excited <laughs> well he just you know he he met up with all of his old buddies uh, applied friends from the 70s yeah so applied cymru you know he was really active in applied cymru yeah, until he was doing a lot of work in England, yeah. which in case he just you know wasn't around yeah. uh, Wales a lot. Uh, but yeah, when he came back, he just met up with a bunch of people from his old days mm-hmm. uh, in Plaid Cymru, and and then they were like, "Well, there's an election going for the town this year, uh, and we need a Plaid member to stand. Would you do it?" And he was like, "Yeah, fuck it, why not?" <laughs> wow, <laughs> great story, man. That's really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sure, why not? Yeah, yeah, no, he's always been a uh, been a cool guy yeah and I'm um, glad he, he got involved with this community i'm sure he loved it yeah he's still he's still technically a, a town councillor for a while yeah so essentially the mayor has to be somebody on the town council mm-hmm. um so it's like yeah so essentially it's because well every everyone there is elected why have an election for a mayor when we can just elect who we think you know we'd want from the council yeah um but yeah so so yeah, it's only for one year but yeah he's he was mayor he's still a town councillor he said he's gonna try and go for another 
term, which would be another five years. But at that point, he'll be like seventy-eight or seventy-seven. Oh, uh, when Joe that, when age. that one ends, <laughs> huh? Joe Biden's age. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Seventy-seven. Um, so like after his second term, he would be almost eighty. So he's like, I would stop then. Yeah, but yeah, that I mean, that's a good time, I think, to chill out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'd like to get involved in local politics. I really would. Right now is obviously kind of a difficult time to do so because oh, like, getting any gatherings together is difficult. But and yeah. that's that's the big thing that sucked for my dad is I mean, in reality, he only got like six months to be mayor because then the pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. But when when I realized that he would only been mayor for six months, the amount of stuff that he had done in that time was was quite impressive. That is cool. That is really cool. Yeah. So anyway, back well, to anyhow. bicentennial. Yeah. <laughs> back to bicentennial, man. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I forget. Yeah. I got. I got to that tangent by just saying my dad's a Wikipedia page. I yeah, we were talking about Wikipedia came because. Uh, oh yeah, that's essentially like how a collective yeah. mind would be. Uh, yeah. I think when it comes to human collective minds, it would be mm-hmm. less uh, methodical, more organic, kind of like um, kind of like Wikipedia. Wikipedia is very <laughs> organic. Yeah. Um. So that's that's how I think it would be. But anyway, yeah. So I, I, know, I, I just I feel like with... my problem with this movie yeah, was yeah. just kind of it, it was just because of the time. It's one of those where it's 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 like any science fiction thing that's uh-huh. in the past but set in the future. Is you're like you kind of look through it in that the lens of like well that didn't really happen. What what do you mean? Like that, you're like because you know you you see something that's set in ninety nine. Mm-hmm. They're not set in ninety nine, but it was made in ninety nine, and they're talking about you know the progression of technology. Yeah. And then you get then we watch it now where we progress twenty one years in technology, and you go, well, that's not really how it works, but that's just you know the benefit of hindsight. Oh oh oh, that's that's what you mean. Gotcha. Yeah. Kind of like how uh, you watch all these older. Um... Uh, sci-fi. And it just shows. felt like a like '90s Disney Channel movie, to be honest with you. Yeah, it did like it was shot like Disney one. Channel. Yeah, <sighs> yeah, it was already like I like yawned immediately at the beginning when it was like directed by Chris Columbus, and I was like, "Fuck." <laughs> oh yeah, did you see that 1492 Productions? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I saw the director, and I was like, "Oh, that's why." <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Why was it 1492 Productions?" Yeah, and then I saw the guy's name. I was like, oh, wow. I see. You know, my wife asked me that question. She was like, if you had your own production studio, what would you call it? I was like, oh, fucking no. Definitely not <laughs> that, though. Jesus. Probably Blind Man Productions. <laughs> now that, I think it w- think yours was already called Blind Man Productions. Didn't we call yeah, it, it was. That was yeah. That's my joke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that, yeah. Blind Man. Yeah, yeah the, 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 our, the uh, production logo was just you eating an apple i think <laughs> <laughs> dude oh, i forgot did we ever use that on anything yeah it was at the beginning of every short film that we made in high school it was just me eating a fucking apple i gotta see this. something like that let me take uh, i'll oh take a look God, I'll, I'll take a look and show you later maybe <laughs> yeah it was funny oh jesus uh, I, I miss it dude i miss it we had i really do too yeah great stupid ass times dude senior year i always tell people about my senior year i just took the most basic because at first you know i had the ap physics yeah i was taking ap calculus and then i was like you know what the fuck am i doing this is my senior year (laughs) i don't need this shit and lo and behold uh, we're about what eight years later whatever i don't know how long it's been now 
It's been seven years now. Seven years later, and yeah, yeah definitely didn't need to take that shit. <laughs> nope, <laughs> um, didn't at all. Yeah, so I, I, I constantly tell people my senior year was I slept in first period, mm-hmm. I slept most of second period, mm-hmm. um, third period was I don't remember even what it was. Um, then I had lunch, then I had fourth period, which was I think history or, or no no because I already government. I think fourth period was math. Yeah, fourth period. Fourth period was math, which mm-hmm. was a breeze because the teacher was fucking awesome and she was just like really chill. Oh, that's right. And you then told fifth, me about that. yeah, yeah. And then fifth period was video production, which I just kind of was. It, I feel like I fucked off in, but really, it's that realization that like it was when so you fun. actually do work that you enjoy, it yeah. doesn't feel like work. Uh huh. So you know that was what fifth period was. Was I did really well in that class. And we, well, we did really well in that class. Well, like, dude, I didn't just... fucking... I mean, it was mostly group projects. So... It, was, it was group projects, <laughs> and we we early on decided that group projects meant yeah. that I was, I was in charge of, of directing and producing. Yeah. Uh, you were the talent. <laughs> Essentially. Yeah. Richard was the occasional talent slash the person who told me everything I was doing was wrong. <laughs> yeah, he really did have a lot of criticism. <laughs> <laughs> there's like half the bloopers on the youtube channel is just richard going none of this makes sense <laughs> yeah i was just like whatever man just go with it <laughs> i just went with it most of the time yeah yeah which honestly, you did yeah it was, it was fun, yeah i cannot remember doing a single fucking thing in that class besides fucking off <laughs> yeah i don't like because then we was have fun. individual projects that we were supposed to do no it was as long as you were part of a group that was it yeah because i remember there was like an but the thing animation. so there was wasn't there a christmas there, animation we had a fucking yeah there was a christmas shit? animation i don't know what happened to that one. i don't know what the fuck i did i think it was <laughs> i think everyone did have to turn in one yeah time. you're right i don't know what the shit i did but god it was garbage <laughs> i remember that yeah but um uh, i just time right it was kind of like college like everything was due at a specific date in the future yeah. so on the syllabus so that gave us a lot of well time. the main so the main thing that's uh, so it, I'm trying to remember how to say this. <laughs> and so th- there were rules. There were a lot more rules in the class than we abided by. <laughs> so this sounds really full of myself and ourselves, really. Mm-hmm. But Mr. Reality had kind of two sets of rules. Mm-hmm. He had a set of rules for kids who had no interest in video production Mm -hmm. and were just there because they thought they'd have a free class and he was really harsh on them Mm -hmm. and he was and he and he was like really strict on what they could and couldn't do like this this like literally was they had to hand in scripts beforehand he had to like see some of the edits beforehand like he had to Mm -hmm. know what was going on in their project like how you would for a normal class like being kind of step by step Oh, okay. I didn't but even know that. For me and like <laughs> and Hanson for me and, uh, and Hanson the other and Ezeal and Elijah yeah. and essentially the people who he knew were there because they liked video production. Mm-hmm. He didn't care. Like literally he he used to have a 10 minute max on videos and all of us would turn in 15 to 20 minute videos. But oh, he was yeah. like the reason the 10 minute max exists is because for people who were in the fuck off group he didn't want to watch more than 10 minutes of what they were doing. <laughs> of their <laughs> shitty ass video. Yeah. Uh, not, to be mean. More... not to be mean. Yeah. I mean, some of them. But it was going to be a. Sh- he knew it was going to be a shitty ass video. Yeah. Yeah. So, but with us, he was like, well, I know they're going to put their heart and soul into it. So yeah. I don't care how long it comes out to. So, like, we. I remember one time we turned in something that was like 22 minutes long. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yes. Yeah. I was like, hey, all I had to do was just before I go, hey, we're filming. We're going where it's going really well, but it's going to come out to like 
more than 10 minutes he was like that's fine yeah yeah and then we had our own little oscar viewing thing at the you remember that, that? was great that was his cool. little fucking hawaiian t-shirt yeah oh, uh, no, tuxedo. It was a hawaiian tuxedo yeah. yeah that was really cool man yeah i'll be i'll be really honest that finding out miss rally's passing was not good see i just <laughs> was, i just hope he was sad. happy you know yeah. i mean he seemed like a happy guy he was he was single and you know i th- I don't think he was married or had any kids but he loved his dogs yeah. so i mean <laughs> yeah i think he was happy for the most part as long as the school didn't fuck him over he really loved the video production and he loved his students yeah so yeah i, I mean i yeah. can only speak fairly about our our specific class but mm-hmm. i don't know who the future people to replace us was because it felt like we had a really good group there with like hansen you and me yeah. easy and you know what i mean like, the people who made the like because there was that a uh, project we had to do mm-hmm. um it was a it was an extra credit one it was something that i don't know if you were a part of i don't remember um it was but essentially it was for the you know how like every every couple of years we did like a fake car crash about drunk driving yes 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 i do um so we were doing that thing and and uh, he pulled me easel elijah and hansen the people who yeah you know, were the directors of the main things and got away with a lot of stuff in this class he did do that. <laughs> yeah i remember and that he now. was like hey i want you guys to direct four different segments um to be a part of this video that we'll show to the school yeah i wasn't um, part of that yeah yeah and it was uh fun but uh, it was a mess <laughs> oh i'm sure it was because it was probably a lot more um a lot more structure and there was a lot more things that you guys had to be careful about no it was it was so the problem was there wasn't structure because oh, really? he said we want he, he's because he said we, i want four different segments and these segments are directed by you and he assigned which seg like there was the uh party beforehand scene the car crash scene which is what i directed uh the hospital scene afterward with one of the kids and like um and then just kind of the part where like they were going around school and like randomly picking out kids to like quote unquote die that was hansen i only remember that because hansen wasn't there one day and i had to edit some of his stuff oh um but yeah so we all were in charge of different segments of the video Hmm. but the problem was none of us coordinated with each other about the segments yeah i was gonna say you guys are gonna have to like that's technically a collaboration you guys would have had to communicate a lot but we didn't (laughs) so it was just like it was like different things the the beginning was like Ezeal's bit which looked like a fucking Sam Raimi Evil Dead fucking movie <laughs> and then there was my bit was just kind of like yeah I, I, I'm not too ambitious with my with my cinematography so it just kind of looked like standard medium wide shots then close ups and so like you know the standard stuff Elijah was like fucking safety brother like just the most extreme like sh- field of vision or not or sh- uh, the one where it's like the blur behind them i'm terrible at this apparently yeah. mm-hmm. um but yeah it was like it was just very shaky and like not in a, in a bad way but like intentionally like because it was supposed to be dramatic like shaky really zoomed in to be intense so and then like hansen's which was just like not a lot of story but beautiful beautiful shots <laughs> the dude did really good jobs when it came to his shots and his uh editing yeah I and that's why uh, that's why him and him and Ezio when they did collabs worked so well because Ezio just worked on making sure that there was like a movie behind it, like a and Hansen was just enhancing with this incre- these incredible uh, just visuals. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say those two. I think uh, were probably my favorite whenever they collab. Mm-hmm. I know Hansen worked with Elijah a lot, but I really mm-hmm. didn't care for Elijah's stuff. I 
Like he was passionate about it, but I feel well, like I think it wasn't he's the only one actually it. working in the industry today. So yeah, no, I know, isn't that crazy? Because he <laughs> yeah. actually decided, you know, oh, I'm gonna go to school for it and all that jazz. So that's what he did. That's what he wanted yeah. to do. But in terms of like potential, I feel like he had the least amount out of everybody. Yeah, not there. in a mean way, but yeah. Like I mean, he loved it. He he was passionate yeah. about it, but he wasn't that great. But yeah. Oh well, I think it's funny. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. But definitely those two were really good. <laughs> we were always excited when it came to turning in the projects. Like, oh, I wonder what yeah. theirs is going to be. <laughs> yeah, it was always, like, excited about what those people would be doing. Yeah. There's nobody else. Yeah. Do you remember that fucking like, action? Because for some reason, Hanson always worked with that one. We, we called him the Redneck. I forget his fucking name. Well, yeah, was... I don't remember his name. I just remember him as the Redneck. Redneck, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he always worked with that dude. And, uh... <laughs> yeah. He dressed and up he like got... Mr. Reality. Remember yeah. that shit in that fucking action? Oh, oh my yeah, god. Yeah, the action movie that we're in? Dude, yes, yes. The one that we were like security guards yeah. in. We cameoed. And I did, I died. And I had to... I was... Yeah, that that really fucked up my neck for like a week. <laughs> Dude, Hanson's Because <laughs> I just had kept having to die. Totally mafia-looking type house. Hanson's house is totally... It almost fucking burned down, apparently, during those fires. Oh, shit. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was close up there. Because um, it was, yeah, it was, it was close, yeah. I he heard showing, the park. He put pictures on Instagram. Yeah, you know the park The that, whole park uh, fucked? I heard the park, um, what is it called again? The, I forget the name of it, but the, um, the park that's up over by, uh, what's his name? Uh, his name is Scott. I think his name is Scott. Scott Card? Scott Card. Yeah, he's the, the white dude we work with. Yeah. You know, we did, uh, Moonshiners with him, I think is his name. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the park right up from his house, um. That I think we also I, we're like just name dropping like you know the rule that we had at the beginning. <laughs> Listen, you're the one today. who said his last name. I am the one who said his last name. <laughs> Anyways, we can bleep that out later if you want. Um, no, I don't think you'd fucking mind. Yeah, I know. Fucking, it, there's a million lives, white people named Scott. All right, like good luck. Finding he lives him. somewhere else now. I don't think he lives in California. I think he lives in a Midwest state. Well, don't say. Um, <laughs> I think he lives in Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> but um. Anyway, uh, yeah, yeah, the park up from his house—I forget the name of it. I think it was Grand Park, wasn't it? Um, oh yeah, that place maybe completely on fire, from what I heard really? from Shannon. Uh, again. Oh, I think I know what park you're talking about. Yeah, it was the one that we actually filmed Moonshiners in. Yeah, park. that one. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, yeah, I heard yeah. that one just caught on fire. To be honest, I was gonna make a joke, and then I was realizing maybe I shouldn't, and I'll, I don't know. What's the joke? <laughs> I think I've definitely like had some kind of, some type of sex in like every park in Monrovia. Dude, I was gonna say that too. I had a lot of sex. <laughs> I had a lot of sex in that park. Uh, in Gra- in, in Grand, Grand Park specifically, Grand. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's just like <laughs> it's it's a it's good so, spot to do it. It's, it's, it's so pretty dark secluded. and hidden, and it's very dark, and it's really behind a lot of shit. Yeah. 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 I know people went there, not just myself. I, there's no way I'm the only person who thought of that. So, well, you're not. So, where there's two people, two people who grew up in Monrovia right yeah. now just said that they've done stuff in that park. Yeah, exactly. And I bet you anything, there's kids today going there and just hooking up and shit. Even with it all burned down, they're like, dude, "Fuck it, let's just." <laughs> dude, did I ever tell you? Um, so I'm just gonna say Miss Bryant. I don't think anybody's gonna know unless you're from Monrovia or you know me. And I told you this. Are but... you gonna tell the story that you told David? that miss brank cussed me out yeah yeah, yeah i already said it before because oh a i already yeah. knew it happened yeah it was right outside that fucking park yeah yeah 
Yeah, she. I think yeah, I think you told me that that happened when we were passing by that park once. <laughs> oh, I might have. I might have told you after it happened, just because it was crazy. Maybe. I was yeah. like, "What the fuck, man? This yeah. is crazy. <laughs> That's not how nice you were to me in class." <laughs> I might bleep that part out to be honest. Although you've already said it on the podcast. I mean, once, I already so said it. You don't gotta bleep it out. Nobody knows yeah. unless I actually say like you know first names or whatever. I don't know her fucking first name. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's uh, I kind of miss Monrovia at times. Uh, sometimes I do too, but what we miss, dude, isn't there anymore. Yeah, um, and I've visited, which is our childhood. <laughs> well, no, 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 it's not that. It's the the people we used to hang out with, like. Nobody mm. is in Mon- in Monrovia anymore, and there's no? a lot of buildings in the past couple years that have just completely vanished and got other shit built there now. Like, really? Yeah, it's honestly really crazy. I tried going to one of the places that I used to like, gone. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. So Mon- Monrovia has changed a lot. It's not uh, it's not the same place that we were when we were growing up. That's for sure. Um, yeah. So it's definitely we, it does make me really nostalgic and like weird feeling now. <laughs> yeah, it sucks because when you you're, you you want to go back and visit for that nostalgia, but it's not mm-hmm. there. It's weird. It's like gone. Yeah. Uh, so the the best we can do, I think, is probably fair. Fair will give us a shit ton of nostalgia. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> that stays the same every year. Oh yeah, it hasn't changed. <laughs> Which I always thought was forever. really weird. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, it stayed the same forever. So that'd be the the best place for nostalgia feeling but um, yeah yeah Monrovia but is still like I just I just I, I just put them walk up and down Main Street right now like just kind of in a or like, Myrtle I mean like downtown yeah yeah just walk up and down Myrtle and just kind of be like ah oh, I remember all this shit yeah and, like probably run into somebody I really don't want to run into yeah <laughs> I mean probably not nobody's there anymore yeah who knows yeah you'd probably but... have more luck if you were down in uh Pasadena walking up and down there like where P, P um you know the city colleges pcs <laughs> yeah like, i ran into chloe walking down that street chloe yeah you remember coney 2012 ah oh, chloe yeah, yeah, yeah i'm not gonna say her last name but yeah. <laughs> i ran into her just walking down that street i was like oh, oh yeah. dude what's up <laughs> you know yeah uh, like you said chloe and the only chloe i could think of was this girl i worked with in costa <laughs> oh no no coney 2012 <laughs> like in west man. wales and i was like no it's chloe doing that <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so I ran into her walking up and down there. There's still a lot of people who who are over there. I mean, everybody's probably graduated by now, but um, and doing their own thing, living in a different mm-hmm. place. It, it's been they've been calling it a mass exodus from a lot of high tax states, such as yeah. California. I know about what's happening in California. That a lot of people have left California for that reason. Like a ton. Yeah, my grandfather recently yeah. left. Uh, yeah. He moved to Utah, which is wow. cool because now I have a reason to go visit Utah didn't know that you wanted one but sure yeah i mean uh, here it's beautiful there yeah like with the mountains and shit yeah yeah i flew over it a lot it looks it's nice to look at from the top i don't know about (laughs) see i wonder what it's like on the ground (laughs) Hmm. (laughs) but uh yeah so i mean that's cool and all i know a lot of people moved up to oregon and and uh washington uh, just because yeah. that, that's a pretty easy move to do, I think. Yeah, it's not too dramatic. You're still similar, on the similar culture. Yeah, but different state. <laughs> if anything, more hipster. Yeah, I know a lot of people who've moved up to to Portland. Yeah, yeah, same. A lot of Portland and a lot of uh, well, no, not not too much Seattle. Seattle's still kind of. I don't know any. I don't think I know anybody who's gone to Seattle. Yeah, Seattle's more 
more along the same lines of, of uh, in terms of living expenses, California. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you might as well. Just well, stay. honestly, if I, I think if I was going that far up north to Seattle, I'd probably just try and move to Vancouver. Yeah, I was gonna say it's not yeah. too far. From Although I, I don't really want to go to Vancouver. Like, if I was if I were to go to Canada, it would be Montreal. I was gonna say Montreal. Yeah. Yeah. But what about Quebec? For semi obvious reasons. Well, Quebec City is kind of shit, so no. Is it? Oh. I don't know <laughs> yeah. much about it. Okay. Yeah. Well, my, that's my understanding. I could be wrong. I could be insulting a lot. Of <laughs> No, they'll just say it's okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, I, I'd want to go to Montreal, but for like the it, it, two, the two reasons of like it would be Canada. Uh-huh. If I was going to go to Canada, that would be where I'd go, and also for the obvious language reasons. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though the fucking Quebecois accent is a thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, how it's the fuck ri- have, did we get you... talking on this, man? What were we talking about? I don't about? know, <laughs> but I'll try and send you. <laughs> I'm just gonna send you a video that I just just to just so you can hear it later. Obviously uh-huh. not now. Um, well, I'm sending the video now, but you can look it up later. Okay. And it's like the differences between a like standard French Parisian accent versus uh-huh. uh, a Quebecois like uh, French Canadian accent. Uh-huh. And I I'd, I'd like to think that you can hear it without understanding the language probably yeah i think you probably will be able to hear, and you will also go what the fuck am i hearing right now <laughs> <laughs> if i really want to torture you i can re- i'll recommend um a uh a what's it called a delon film xavier delon yeah we, we should French do a Canadian uh, director we should hold on, hold on i gotta sneeze man and it's gonna happen any second now just uh <laughs> God damn. Bless you. Thank you. <coughs> Holy shit. Man. Okay. Uh, anyway, I was going to say this. We should do a foreign film here um, uh, soon on the podcast. I mean, uh, after mm-hmm. December, obviously, like next year. We should definitely do one. But well, we've already done a foreign film, though. Oh, yeah. We did the French one, but we yeah. should do another foreign film. Like, okay. one. I mean, I can, I can recommend plenty of those. Don't worry. <laughs> let's do a, yeah, let's do another one. Um, that would be fun again. Um, maybe something uh, not French New Wave though. <laughs> no, I won't do French New Wave. I'll do something more recent. But yeah, 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 more recent. I think I would enjoy it a little more. Um, but anyway, I think I would. I would maybe want to probably do a, a, an Xavier Delon film, just because he is a very, very good director, and also a cocky little shit, and also one of the prettiest men I've ever seen. You know, I like cocky directors. Um, you know, I would probably never want to work with them, but a lot of the movies and stuff they they make are so meticulous. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think I like that. I like how meticulous things are. Like it may be a nightmare yeah. to work with, and I'm sorry, you know, to the actors who have to deal with it <laughs> and the rest of the crew. But <laughs> I I do. It does make for an interesting viewing experience. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but back to Bicentennial Man, since we're talking yeah. about interesting viewing experiences. <sighs> Was it interesting, though? I'm sorry. <laughs> I just I, I don't want to be an asshole, because I feel like I shot on the last movie that you recommended as well. No, it's fine. Um, what was the last one that I recommended? Night of the Living Dead, wasn't it? Yeah, Night of the Living Dead, which I was just, I just, yeah, didn't enjoy. <laughs> oh, that's all right. You liked Dawn of the Dead, so. I, mean, I, d- I fucking loved Dawn of the Dead. So, at least you still watched one that you enjoyed. Yeah. So, anyway, um... Yes, Bicentennial Man. 
one did not age well at all and two it's like super hokey super but tell me your uh your score and all that tell me all that it, was there anything Bison's that you loved about gotta the movie? F- anything what anything that you loved about the movie anything that i loved about the movie or enjoy <laughs> <laughs> come on man there's got to be something um what did you enjoy about the let's, let's go <laughs> hey, to reverse I, I asked you first dude come on I, I what i probably enjoy i enjoyed dennis quaid i thought he was good yeah i thought actually i thought he was yeah i thought he was very good um as except no because i mean well okay so i liked his performance but i really didn't understand why his character got mad about him wanting freedom considering he was the one who pushed this whole thing and it was only clear that he only he was only acting like this it was set up that he was acting like this because his daughters were moving out so he was having empty nest syndrome and his other kid also wanted to leave and that made him mad <laughs> yeah yeah that's pretty much it that's which why he was mad. i just thought was silly um but i still thought dennis quaid did a good job in the performance yeah, you know, I, I enjoy him as an actor. I just think he's—I think he's just solid. Like he doesn't have huge range, but he just as a—if you cast him as someone who is fascinated by something, he just always does a great job. <laughs> you know, you're right. He was fascinated, <laughs> and fascinated in Jurassic Park. Fascinated, yeah. in, like anything I've ever seen him in. Those are probably—I can't even name it. No, those are the only two. <laughs> um, yeah, but um, and then Robin Williams, uh-huh. as as much as I hated what they essentially asked of him uh-huh. he did it very well he was like i was literally i said to my roommate like we were watching we were halfway like toward the end and i was like to be 100 percent honest like him outside the robot suit like him acting there uh-huh. i was like if he was a like standing in a disneyland theme park ride and acting like this i would assume he's an animatronic like he's he played a robot so well uh-huh. yeah yeah like it just felt like like a some an animatronic from a theme park like hall of presidents where i was just like oh wow that's so close to being real i like the animatronic well i like robin williams development mm-hmm. character development because at yeah. first you know it started off very uh not cold per se but it felt very programmed and then as the years went on he did his character slowly became more and more organic not just with the physical components but with the emotional and intellectual side of things you know he developed jealousy yeah like these are new emotions that he had never felt before even though like there were subtle things that i really did enjoy yeah like like how they were like wow this is an incredible view from the window and he was like no i'm good and it's like oh he's afraid of heights but the reason he's afraid of heights is the last person who told him to go to a window Mm -hmm. (laughs) fucking told him to jump out jump out of it um like yeah it was just yeah his care like i don't know i thought i thought his character development was okay like it just felt like it was the obvious track it was going to go on but the problem is everybody else in the movie had like no real full character to them they were just like backdrops in like his kind of life and everyone was like they they, they had one characteristic trait and that was how they always acted so little miss was like always nice um her sister was always a bitch yeah like yeah it was just like and then even with little miss's son he's kind of a dick and then it's like oh his mom and also like fucking what an asshole dude where 
<laughs> Little Miss died. Mm-hmm. And he basically was like, well, I've known her longer than you, so... Uh, <laughs> like, to, like, her daughter... To her granddaughter. And then also, fucking, she died, and her son is out the door, and they didn't go, hey, maybe we should go grab her son to go, you know, tell him his mother died. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were just like, let's have a scene here. And I was like, that's kind of fucked up. <laughs> yeah, I mean... There was a lot that wasn't um, good in terms of that. I mean, there was an obvious focus on, on Robin Williams' characters, and yeah. everybody else just kind of existed around him. It wasn't yeah. until he and then the grand in terms of... Well, no, yeah. actually, Dennis Quaid's character... Um, Dennis Quaid's character had a lot of... He, yeah. Like like we said, he had development, he had like the interest in him, he was a good person, he yeah. tried to be a good father, he had empty nest syndrome, all that. Like, he had different components to him, but essentially That's everybody after that... Yeah, everybody after that didn't really change like at all whatsoever um except for maybe the granddaughter because she went from hating him to being like well but even still the granddaughter didn't even hate him yeah like she never even hated him really it was robin williams who hated the granddaughter first she was like yeah and then she was like like well you're kind of an asshole so i'm gonna just not be a part of the situation exactly it was really robin williams's character that made him uh that made her dislike him at all in the beginning but even yeah. still she really didn't like she was very easy to just be like okay you know fresh start you know yeah like because all he did was make like a single joke or whatever and she was like all right come on you can come into my house and sit down and we can talk <laughs> <She's>, ah <laughs> fine let's go let's do it right let's fuck right here <laughs> <laughs> but um, no I, I and the, the my biggest problem with the movie is just imagine being so unironic in your in your decisions that you would look at somebody like robin williams who's bombastic and full of life and full of energy and you'd go could you just act robotic could you you know how you're really good at acting natural act robotic yeah yeah that's a very good point it was definitely he felt underused and he felt felt like it could have been anybody else except though i think if it was anybody else the movie would have been significantly worse Maybe I feel like it's already. I'm not a fan of it to be at this yeah, point yeah, now. Yeah, no, so fine. like, I don't feel like it could like get dramatically worse. <laughs> no, it probably couldn't get dramatically worse, but I think it would be a lot worse than it is. And what was the point of them stating the laws of robotics that didn't come out come up again? Uh, it was just for um, uh, fan service, like Asimov nerds yeah, to go. Asimov oh, I know nerds. those things. Yeah, that's pretty much what it was. Um, it did not play a role in anything whatsoever. Yeah, um, I was like, oh, sh-. like the second they did that, I was like, oh fuck, he's gonna. He's you would gonna think kill they somebody. would bring it up again about a robot yeah. that uh, has emotions and feelings, because usually robots that have emotions and feelings have the ability to ignore those laws. Hence, iRobot yeah. or you know other works by Isaac Asimov. Um, yeah. Which this I heard this was based on a novel. So is it an Asimov novel? This one? I don't think so, no. Can I... Hold on, I'm going to try and look it up now. Yeah, you can look it up, but I don't think this one is an Asimov novel. Okay. Yeah, I mean, what what was your big things that you enjoyed about the film? Um... <clears throat> what I enjoyed about this film was... Just kind of just how it makes me feel. It's a very, uh, like, stupid, hopeless, romantic type of movie. You know what I mean? 
it's essentially a sci-fi rom-com and that's pretty much what this movie is of course it tries to have deeper meanings but i mean it's it's not well executed there's not very many um uh like character development you know what i mean uh, in these mm-hmm. characters so we really don't even care really half the time when these characters die the only character i really cared about was dennis quaid's character when he died i felt kind of bad but yeah when it came also to apparently the, it is written it what? is a an, it's an asimov novelette oh it is so it's a short one. Oh, interesting yeah yeah i guess he was just taking inspiration from pinocchio you know i want to be a real boy <laughs> that's yeah the thing is is asimov was constantly experimenting with the idea of what if robots were his you know we're human yeah. or we're so good at being emulated to human that there's no way to really tell the difference yeah, yeah and yeah. when you say that and you see that's his body of work a story like this and his body of work is like okay that's fine yeah but like if this is just a movie that's making the statement of robots are as equal are equal to people it loses a lot of that weight because it's not essentially a thought exercise that became a novel it's it's like a statement <laughs> Yeah, I think what the movie was trying to say was that, uh, you know, it's it's one of those power of love type of stories, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, love which was fucking dumb. beat everything, blah, 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 even make people who are, you know, fucking not an actual person become a person or whatever the fuck, you know, or it's just a lot of things, um, and I just don't, you know, I mean, I really didn't care, but I do <laughs> like how it made me feel in terms of, like, you know, the love story. Because it's, like, super, super romantic and sweet when you think about it. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, really yeah. Did. I thought the love story felt forced, and I also kind of didn't feel like it was necessary at all. Like, if the end goal of the movie was well, just him I'm saying. gaining they tried recognition adding in... of being human. Yeah, they, they tried adding that in and all that other stuff in, which didn't, like, feel necessary. Yeah. Um, but like and it was very dramatic you know people they don't just die like that together yeah that's insane that's impossible it's fantasy it's there's nothing realistic about this movie at all whatsoever it's basically just a fantasy sci-fi fantasy love story or you know pinocchio it was only a love story for the last third of the movie and again it it just felt like from the beginning um with the, if it was from the beginning, then it's creepy. It, it was. It is creepy, but it was from the beginning. It was the little girl. It was a little miss. Um, little miss, uh, you know, loved him like a child, as a child. And when she became mm-hmm. older, she realized, oh no, I love him, you know, like a woman. And obviously, Which I thought, uh, he like, was not when she had that little speech to him, and then realized that it wouldn't go anywhere, I was like, oh well, thank God that plot line is now done. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she did realize immediately. She was like, I think I've answered my own question. Obviously, this is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, that is the correct robot. answer. It is yeah. very stupid. Let's move on now. Yeah, and then she was like, I'm going to go marry the, this other guy. And then she got divorced. Which I feel like they forced. You know. Well, one in, one in every 50% of divorces. Yeah. 50% of marriages end in divorce. But I think they were supposed to be like her settling, you know what I mean? And it's like, oh, don't mm-hmm. settle. Um, but anyway, uh, and then also we the have... mom character, like with the weird forced kind of conflict with like their marriage. Oh, and that, but that didn't go anywhere. Didn't go anywhere. <laughs> Dude, I thought so. 
I thought he was gonna feel uh you know the the dad character. I thought he was feeling lonely because his wife had left him as well. But no, mm-hmm. because at his funeral uh, in his deathbed, yeah. the no, wife was there. Wife. The, the issue was still there, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Wait. If she didn't leave him, then why was he all acting weird? But I guess it was just because his daughter was left too. I Again, yeah, his it's, it's lonely nest syndrome. It's it's a common thing that parents have, but yeah. also why is he taking it out on the robot? Like it would have made way more. Well, people take things out on inanimate objects all the time, but yeah. um, but uh, <laughs> just getting flashes to in Bruges now. Well, he's lucky he wasn't made out of drywall, otherwise he would put, put a hole in him. <laughs> but <laughs> um. But uh, yeah, I thought his wife had left him, and I kind of wish she did. That would have been that would have made more sense. <laughs> There's a lot of things that this movie could have done that made more sense, but it didn't. So overall, I mean, it's just a it's just a rom com, a sci fi rom com. <clears throat> They're not that great yeah. to begin with. It's kind of hard to make one great. There are good ones out there. I'm not saying there isn't, but you know. There are good rom coms, but we'll we'll go into those another day. We'll go into those. Actually, well, in we're February. gonna kind of get on those next week. We'll find out. We'll spoilers. Oh, oh, you got some of that. Yeah. But, uh, also, yeah. uh, well, uh, let's pause here really quickly because uh-huh. uh, I need to pee. Okay. Okay, I'm back. Awesome. Did you have a good piss? I did, That's and fantastic. I got another beer. Oh damn! All right, man. <laughs> Fucking. Uh... I'm taking a beer piss, huh? No, man. I mean, you know me. It doesn't. I could. I could be not drinking anything on this podcast. Like, <laughs> have to pee at least three times. Piss. Yeah. Um, cool. But yeah. Um, yeah. Bicentennial man. Just didn't really. Rating. I just <sighs> rating. <laughs> That's gonna be probably so give low. it a three out of ten. Yeah. yeah. I was. I was gonna say something similar. Um. I have emotional like for yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have emotional attachment for this movie from a long time ago when I was a kid. I used to be a little fucking depressed kid, and I was like, <laughs> I don't want to die alone. Uh, and then watching this movie, it like hit all the right fucking chords. I was like, ah. But in reality, this movie fucking is not good. Uh, yeah. Like even though it has Robin Williams who is usually in, in a lot of good movies I'd, I'd like to think yeah um it was still not good it wasn't enough to save it neither was dennis quaid and it was just uh just not good uh so i give it i mean it, the, I it the like worst defense of the film the what? real the real reason i hate the film what is because uh he said that he was gonna be at her wedding um and then she said well you're gonna need a tuxedo and then he was there in a morning suit which is not a tuxedo <laughs> Oh my god, yeah, I did see that though. Actually, he didn't have a bow tie or nothing, and uh, yeah, it's a it's a it's morning morning suit and morning frock coat. Yeah, yeah, or, um, is that a frock coat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, the two tailed. Um, and then he was like, yeah. "Oh, it was a difficult task for the tailor." I was like, it "Really, wouldn't be? It wouldn't? No, you just get regular measurements. He's just like a yeah. You get larger. regular measurements, and the best thing for the tailor is you have constricted motion, so he doesn't have to worry about like pulling and snugging as much." Yeah, exactly. So it probably would have been easier for the tailor. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, I give it like a two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't want to be that mean. Well, why I might even three? just say that it's a two like, then. Because I mean, it. Robin Williams did do a very good job. Yes, but again, I, I only as much a... as I feel like he was restricted, he still did a good job of being robotic. He did do his job correctly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I don't know. Um, 
just in terms of like because if you're thinking about it as a sci-fi movie it's probably gonna be the worst sci-fi movie you've ever seen um if you're thinking about it as a romantic comedy movie it's still probably gonna be one of the worst romantic comedy movies you've ever seen yeah and because of that i give it well it's only <laughs> how many would i say i i uh, yeah i still stand by no three there's three romantic comedies you should ever watch and that's it well groundhog day is definitely should be one of them i wouldn't count groundhog day as a romantic comedy dude i know. love groundhog day though but it, I but totally i, I love the movie but yeah. i wouldn't call it a romantic comedy i think it is so my three romantic comedies that i think are must watches are love actually yeah yeah you, you tell me that all the time <laughs> when harry met sally i haven't seen that one and uh and and annie hall uh, i haven't seen that one either oh man yeah. ah why well, you gotta say this when i'm trying to recommend other movies <laughs> listen when we hit february we can do that dude we, we should watch we should watch annie hall for for valentine's day that'd be that's great although it's a terrible one because it's, <laughs> it's about a guy who's like fucking horrific to this whole woman like to a woman to like an entire movie it's two hours of him like emotionally abusing somebody oh my god why how is that a good rom-com because it's is it like funny abuse? it's just it, well no it, it's just it's just a, a shitty dude re- reflecting on his like relationship with a woman named annie hall oh and he's reflecting on it yeah he's like just telling the story of like like him and this girl that he was crazy about oh okay okay i gotcha i gotcha uh, but like you know the the story is that he was just you know emotionally vacant and not available for her until she wanted she didn't want him anymore and then he was like come back annie where did it all go wrong <laughs> <laughs> tough dude oh man can we watch uh can we watch uh, eternal sunshine for a spotless mind during february as well let's just be depressed on top of everything <laughs> annie hall's not depressing though because you don't really feel bad for the guy yeah god though that movie that movie is but so eternal sad. sunshine is dude, yeah that's a holy good crap i really i haven't seen that in years too me neither it was on netflix i think it still is right now um uh well it's nothing I to don't you think it's on uk <laughs> yeah. Netflix, yeah yeah but uh it might be on bbc iplayer you never know <laughs> maybe you, you never know but uh yeah but yeah uh should we should i should i say my suggestion for next week then um yes i mean I I gave my, well i give my review you gave your review yeah um yeah and you give your justification for the three i give my justification for the two it's just kind of the worst of everything it tries to be yeah it is no it's that's a good way to put it it's the worst of everything it tries to be yeah so anyway it's yep. it's it's a poor representation of what sci-fi genre for androids is oh yeah it's yeah uh doesn't have a coherent theme and if if whatever theme you can extrapolate from it i feel like the film still contradicts it in any way it does it does kind of do that yeah um it definitely does because then at the very end at the very end he doesn't even see them fucking tell him he's a human so it's like yeah contradicting the but it still presents it as like him dying at peace the movie is a yeah it was a long movie fucking two hours like it was get long. it because we're called bicentennial haha ha, it's two hours long haha ha. oh no i didn't get that ha 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 never mind i changed my score to 10 <laughs> <laughs> um yeah what's your suggestion man so next week it's gonna be a lot we're gonna watch the before trilogy uh, the before so before trilogy. sunrise bring that up, before yeah. sunset before midnight dang dude sounds pretentious 
it's a bit pretentious but it's so the first movie is definitely the most pretentious out of the three okay all but, right and because uh, it is just pretentious 20 year olds having pretentious conversations hmm. yeah it's like what we do yeah exactly fantastic but no i'm really i, I really enjoy the movies I'm not a big fan of Boyhood, which you really enjoyed. No, I, I mean, I liked it because it gave me a nostalgia feeling. But in terms of, like, mm-hmm. the movie as a whole, it's not really good. It, in yeah, fact, no, I would say it's not good at all because <laughs> when I watched the whole thing, and this, I haven't watched it since the last time, you know, since the first time we watched it. I think we saw it in theaters, mm-hmm. didn't we? I haven't watched it since. I didn't see it in theaters. I bought it on Blu-ray, like, a long time ago. Watched it once and then regretted buying it on we Blu-ray. We didn't watch that in theaters <laughs> together? No. Who the fuck did you I saw it? it? I know you saw it in theaters, and you were raving about it, so that's why I bought it on Blu-ray. I don't remember <laughs> raving about it, but I probably <laughs> did. Who knows? Um, no, but when I think back on it, I mean, it's just... I don't... I have no idea, like, what would be good about it, you know? Yeah. Like, it, it, you're just following the story of a, of a kid, you know? And it's not like one of those things that we were talking about. Remember, we were talking about um, the filming Simple Conversation and uh yeah people being people and all that yeah this is like an example of, of a bad version of that um in my opinion because uh, boyhood you're like watching him grow up whatever he kind of like loses connection with his dad and he has like a little bit of a difficult um i wouldn't even say a difficult upbringing because i know what a difficult upbringing is like that shit's not difficult um yeah. <laughs> but they really try to play it off as as difficult and it character development it's, is it's white middle class difficult. yeah yeah it is it's white middle class difficult but character <laughs> development is uh slow and hollow the, the mm-hmm. characters like i didn't i didn't by the end of the movie i didn't care about any of the characters not even the boy <laughs> and <laughs> when you feel that way about it about a movie that's supposed to be about its characters mm-hmm. because it's not like anything crazy happens in the film nothing you know yeah really I don't know. Nothing to inspire any type of excitement happens, and uh, because of that, the movie's just kind of boring, and you don't care about the characters in a movie that you're supposed yeah. to. So, and considering I didn't like it, the one of the big sells is like, oh, you get to watch these characters actually age over time, and yet this movie came out a year after Before Midnight, which is again, it's a trilogy that takes place over fourteen years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, sorry, it's, they're nine years apart, so it's over 18 years. Yeah. So the first one's 95, then it's 90, then 2004, then uh, 2013. Yeah, yeah and honestly, I think a, a, a filming style like that doesn't even really matter. Uh, I don't yeah. care how much our characters actually age over the course of a film. Like, <clears throat> I really don't. Because what yeah. you can do with makeup and what you can do with CGI and all that, it, it's well enough now to the point where it doesn't take you out of the experience. Yes, before. Well, I think movies, like, I think something Man. like we'll discuss it more. I think it's some. This is something to discuss more next week because the before trilogy is is what I would point to as a, a reason why something like what they did is better, where you get to have actors who care about the characters revisit them nine years, also as the actor has changed from nine years on. Yeah, yeah, I you know? would, I would definitely like to see that because that would be interesting. But uh, well, you're gonna. <laughs> but uh, what I'm saying though is that uh, I does it really change that much though? Like, do you? What see do you that? mean? Like the fact that like having different actors? 
or uh, like having the same actors and filming it in one year and telling it saying that it's a 20 year story no 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 i mean like um like does their actual age and experience really play that much of a role in changing the characters or, or showing that the characters have gone through change like do you really need that or is a good actor just good enough to portray that without having to actually go through that change I think that's a great discussion for next week <laughs> <laughs> I think it would because, be because yeah because uh, yeah, I think I, I think we will maybe maybe you'll have a different opinion or you'll have the same opinion after watching these movies yeah and we can discuss the kind of merits of both well because my, my first thought on that was that um having actors actually age removes that uh uh that what, what's it called uh it, it kind of unimmerses you mm-hmm. whenever you see actors digitally or makeup aged like at least to yeah. me it kind of loses me a little bit like for example in bicentennial man when yeah you had, bicentennial man the makeup was kind of was bad. garbage aging yeah yeah it was not i'd good. say uh, like yeah um especially like i'd say the only kind of good one was dennis quaid but he already kind of looked old anyway. he was already <laughs> so a little old yeah so they just like add some gray hair to him easier. and call it a day to yeah his wife looked like garbage yeah like her hair was so like silver white like what yeah, you was, were never blonde what did, why are you yeah. silver white yeah it's just like oh if uh, they're old the... they automatically have gray hair <laughs> no choice yeah. what was the other one that uh yeah, like people like like women in their seventies don't dye their hair yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Um, what was the the? Well, I feel like I feel like, so it's kind of it is kind of crap, but Citizen Kane does have decent aging special effects where like really? you you do feel like you understand what time you're supposed to be in when based on the the effects of the on the characters. Huh. But I don't think you've seen Citizen Kane. No, no, not yet. That's not gonna yet. be. One of the ones we watch for another time. Yeah, I think what we might we might do, and we're just gonna have podcast discussions on this. Uh, <laughs> but we could we could always uh, we could always just set like themed months where like this month we'll do this. So so for four episodes we'll do something, for four episodes we'll do something. Yeah, I was thinking of that, or at least for like specific day, like you know holidays such as yeah. like President's Day. Let's watch a you know fucking. <laughs> we'll just watch Lincoln every year. <laughs> watch like dead presidents or uh yeah motherfucking uh what, what's that stupid ass uh manchurian candidate <laughs> <laughs> no you know what i do want to do there i want to make you watch some arnold schwarzenegger movies that's what i want to do oh dude i love arnold schwarzenegger come on <laughs> i know you it like arnold so fucking great and so bad like all of them they're just so so bad they're good come on man dylan they got you pushing too many <laughs> pencils. I was trying. I was trying. My girlfriend turned it off because she couldn't take it anymore. We she were couldn't trying to take watch Predator. Twins. No, no, no. We were trying to watch Twins. Oh, Twin, dude, Twins is, is fucking hilarious. I thought it was hilarious. It's so funny. I was really enjoying myself. It's so funny. Why couldn't she take it? Is it Arnold? No, she just thought it was a bit too silly. Uh, Arnold, he's probably the least Arnold he ever is in Twins. I would say. I think he leans into the Arnold, like into the, in the fact that like a lot of people assume that he's just a dumb brute. Yeah, yeah. So uh, in that movie, they're just like, "Well, that's what you'll be then." <laughs> and and in I think twins. he has a bit of fun. Yeah, in Twins, he's just like the dumb guy who's fucking huge and really good at 
beating the shit out of people. I thought he was intelligent in that movie. He's supposed to be intelligent, but he's like naive intelligent. Oh yeah, yeah like, he is naive. He's a, he's very smart, but he doesn't understand how everything works. Yeah, because he's getting swindled by his own brother. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Because he, he's, he's in the real naive. world as opposed to like you know where. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, no, it, it's <laughs> it's it's a funny movie. I enjoy. It. I also really like Danny DeVito. I do too. Um, uh, yeah. He's do you definitely... like Always Sunny? Do you watch? Always I Sunny? do like Always Sunny. I don't yeah. watch it, but everything mm-hmm. I've ever seen from that show is just ridiculous it's it's a good one i actually only recently watched it um like a year ago i watched it for the first time like the whole show yeah and it's it's fucking hilarious i know know it's good i mean i like the characters too every character has their own little fucking thing but um because it's essentially just like we'll just make a show about horrific people doing horrific things so we can tackle subjects of people doing horrific things yeah through the veneer of well they would they are that terrible they would do this yeah yeah yeah. like everything they're doing is a money swindling scam like they're trying to scam this person they're trying to scam this person they're like morally deplorable like Mm -hmm. it's great yeah i definitely like it um yeah that's why like a lot of people say like oh i don't like the show because the characters are terrible i'm like Like, shameless god no but i mean yeah like shameless but which i'm not a fan of but that's just because i find it kind of boring it is but Um, it's it's kind of like that though except it's not comedy yeah Yeah. i haven't watched the uk shameless which you know uk people will stand up and say is probably the better version Uh, that's probably what they would say yeah just like the uk office is better yeah which they seem to still think that that's true definitely not not. (laughs) (laughs) like i've tried and you know i love ricky gervais but i'm sorry it's just not I've I've watched it all the way through like uh, two or three times, uh-huh. but outside of that, I really can't. Although <laughs> I've seen, there's so, only like on. six episodes of pronounce... a French version. A uh, French Wait, Office? Yeah, there's a French version of The Office. <laughs> Jesus Christ! And it's it's you know what's the best part about it? What? So you know how so in the UK Office, the mm-hmm. first the one of the big gangs of the episode is um, uh, Tim puts is it is his name Tim or am I confusing him with? Is that the actor's Jim. name? No, no, no. Tim, no, it is Tim. Yeah, Tim oh, is the in the, the UK, UK office. Yeah. Tim puts Gareth's stapler in Jello. Oh, that's like one of the in... big gags of the first episode. Okay, US yeah. office. The big gag of the first episode is Jim puts Dwight's stapler in Jello. Yeah. What do you think happens in the French office? <laughs> oh God, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know enough about French pastries. He, but uh... he puts he puts his his stapler in a block of cheese in a block of cheese <laughs> how the fuck do you even do that uh, i don't know like how <laughs> oh my god how is that possible <laughs> i don't know the it's fact just, that he put it's... it in a block of cheese though is really oh, fucking, so funny it fucking ripped me because i was I'm just sure. like it's like the french going how do we make people know that this, this is french, french yeah. we will put it in cheese and then they will know it is french yeah <laughs> oh my god that is that is actually really really funny the, all the episodes go downhill from there <laughs> I'm sure, funnier I'm sure. than that. i mean that's just funny i think ironically like i yeah. don't even think it's supposed to be that funny but it is yeah because they're probably still thinking the gag of that joke is that is that it's in a is in that he something. put his stapler in something yeah but as opposed to the fact that they put it in cheese the fact that they put it in cheese is just like it's almost racist <laughs> <laughs> but it's the french doing it to themselves i know i know that's what makes it so funny <laughs> oh my god it's like if there was a mexican office they put it in a block of flan 
something <laughs> fucking super stereotypical. Like, <laughs> Jesus, dude, that, that is pretty fucking funny, though. Um, I can't believe Oh, fuck. Shit. What was I watching the other day where it was like, um, do you, do you watch a show on YouTube called Bald and Bankrupt? No, no, I don't watch too many shows okay. on YouTube. Yeah. Okay, it's a, it's like a travel blog one where this guy just oh, goes okay. travel places in Australia. But he went to Mexico recently. And I he forget does it, which like, beer. Super poor and, and like on a budget. Well, yeah, he he generally yeah he just goes to like tiny villages and like tries oh. to interact with tiny villages and be like, what's no, you know normal modern day life here? Mm-hmm. Um, so he does that in like a lot of he goes to like Belarus and Ukraine. Isn't that what what's his and name? Moldova. Did? That uh, dude who passed away, uh, didn't he commit suicide? Whatever, the, the, the dude who was on travel. Anthony Bourdain? Bourdain, yeah. Yeah, Bourdain, he kind of did that, but this is, I think, the more extreme, because it's a YouTube vlog channel. Like, it's just yeah, some so dude with a camera who budget. just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, he... So, so... Uh, but yeah, he went to Mexico, and he was drinking, I forget which type of beer, and he's like... <laughs> he's in Sinaloa, and he's like, oh, is this a... Is this a, a an authentic Sinaloan beer? And it was like one of it was oh it's Tecate. Oh Tecate? <laughs> yeah. That is. And I was like and he, and they he, he like so he's like you know middle of Mexico and he's asking these people in the middle of Mexico is this beer from here? And like the person who's like just working at this random stand in the middle of nowhere making fuck all money is just like sure. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean it could say Echo in Mexico. If it does say Echo in Mexico, then yeah. But, uh, no, uh, it's it is made in Tecate, but Tecate is a border town near 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 US. Oh yeah, yeah. And like that's where it's made. Yeah. But he's like miles away from there, and he's like, "Is this an authentic beer from here? Oh, is oh, this a, like is this a local, local beer? Local, yeah, brewery. like local brewery." And she was like, "Yes." And he was like, he takes it and he's like, mm, "It's just real Sinaloan beer." Mm. Oh my god, dude, that's hilarious. <laughs> and I was sitting there like, "Oh fuck!" And then they had a michelada. Yeah. And like they're acting like it was like uh, he, he uh, the guy because I mean the guy was like first off the the guy they to- were told to drink it from was just being very nice mm-hmm. so he was saying like hey he was like we're foreign we're we're looking for like authentic stuff and he was like if you want real shit get one of these this is what I drink they're great yeah yeah so he was he wasn't like saying he wasn't trying to trick them no. he was just saying like if you want authentic stuff get a michelada yeah and but they thought that it was like that town's specialty oh <laughs> no that's just, just a like drink. he's just a british dude from fucking brighton who's like just in mexico has no idea what's doing well around the world i think everybody thinks the mexican signature drink is um uh fucking what god damn it um Modelo? Like, no, no, no 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 i'm talking about the drink that you make with uh tequila and it's like a mixed drink uh typically with ice um margarita Everything a margarita, oh, margarita yeah, yeah. is the typical yeah. Mexican signature drink, but it's actually yeah. the michelada because that's what everybody fucking drinks yeah. over there. <laughs> I really want I want to make a michelada for my girlfriend because I was telling her about it. I was like, oh yeah, I was like, you think she'd I, like I, it? The first time I watched, I don't think she. Would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it's kind she of she likes a, she likes beer. It's a little so bit of an acquired like, taste. It is an acquired taste. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, like. Uh, and I only found out about them when I was like twenty, maybe. Oh, really? I always see my uncles yeah. and aunts and all that shit drinking that. They they sell well, it was these only when I started working. Seven Eleven. Yeah, yeah, they do. It's, yeah. I was telling her, I was like, yeah, no, I was like, they come in like little fucking styrofoam yeah, cups. Yeah, styrofoam cups. And they've got like the good. the yeah pre-made for you. Yeah, you just pour beer in there and you're good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she was like, oh, that's crazy. And I was like, I'll make you one. She's like, yeah, maybe. 
Mexicans will literally put chili and spices on everything. Yeah. You know, that's where hot chocolate came from. It was really? a yeah, it was a well, I know spiced it's, yeah. chocolate drink that they yeah. made from, you know, chocolate. <laughs> yeah. Uh but yeah, I think it's fucking awesome. I would love to try some legit ass Mexican spicy chocolate drink. Um, yeah, it sounds. Like it's it. not even Mexican, actually. It's it's native, native Mexicans. It's, yeah, which is where it came from. I don't know. When I think Mexican, I think you know the the what the modern Mexican is today, which is just like yeah. a combination of Spaniard and uh, native. Spaniard. Spaniard. Yeah, Spaniard. <laughs> so the people who come from Spaniard. Yeah, they come from Spain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So it's fucking. Uh, it sounds good as shit, though. I want to try that. Damn. We've gotten off topic, dude. Um, we really have. Yeah, I, I, I'll be honest. It was one of the worries that I had for this episode is I didn't have much to say about it. That's uh, okay. I mean, I like. We could always talk about other sci-fi shit because I yeah. do. I do love sci-fi. Got to do. I'm a huge fan. Um, this is not one of my favorite sci-fi movies. <laughs> yeah, when you met, you like messaged me. You were like, ah, oh, hope you don't cry yeah yeah and then and i was I like it, oh I was shit like, no it's not that sad yeah and i like looked sad. at my girlfriend i was like hey this might be a really depressing movie i'm really sorry <laughs> <laughs> you got people's hopes up man yeah, yeah that's probably why we hated it so much because they're just like expecting and my girlfriend wants you to know that she had a, a horrific and i did as well a horrific hangover yesterday oh, man. and that was mostly due to in part with the fact that like the movie was about 10 minutes in and we just went we need a lot more alcohol for this ah that's fantastic because <laughs> we just like we, we just were not enjoying it so we we're like let's just drink a lot of rum and wine yeah i gotta think about what my next one's gonna be um let's see we're we're heading into we're heading into christmas so this one, this one's gonna come out on the twenty fourth of November. So that means yours will be the first of December. Will be next, the one that you suggest next. Oh, fuck! So you can start Christmas if you want to do all of December be Christmas movies. That's that's fine. Yeah, yeah, I kind of do. I mean, I like a lot of Christmas. I mean, I don't like a lot of Christmas movies, but I think there's mm -hmm. enough movies, Christmas movies that I enjoy. I just watched Home Alone two yesterday. That was God. I love Home Alone two, dude. I, dude, I think I like it more than Home Alone one. It I, I, kills me. Yeah, it oh. was it was fun and kind of yeah, but like at the same time, Donald Trump was in it. That was the thing, <laughs> dude. He was he was in <laughs> and it. like there me were... and my roommate made the same joke at the same time because like there's a part in the movie where he's like he's like hey when he sees him and yeah. he meets him, uh, and then like Donald Trump looks back and almost like checks him out. Yeah. And then, like, immediately me and my friend just looked at each other, and he was just like, we pulled out our phones, like, jokingly. We were like, Jeff, we got just the one for you. <laughs> <laughs> that is fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible, but, you know. Yeah. So is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, fucking, I, I think I like that one a little more. Um, no, I think it is more fun, because yeah. the first one is essentially, it's a bit more straight to the point, because there's not much you can do with, like, kids stuck at home he's gonna fuck around in the house a bit whereas the other one's like he's stuck he's not stuck in the home he's stuck in new york city yeah so he like goes around a bunch he visits you know the toy store he visits the homeless lady yeah uh yeah but also like just so many decisions that movie just made me upset like uh, okay if, if if my kid was 
stranded somewhere. Yeah. And I knew he had my credit card. The last thing I would do is cancel the credit card. Oh, God, yeah. Why would they do that? Because, like, so what you're saying is they're like, oh, he, he tried to book into a hotel, but it was with a stolen card, so we canceled it. So what where did you want him to go? On the street? Like, yeah. <laughs> what do you want your kid to do? Your yeah. kid did the, the best thing he could have. He went, I'm going to go to a populated hotel and stay there. Yeah, I'll just be safe. Yeah. But yeah, dude, that fucking movie killed me. Uh, my favorite scene in that is probably the brick throwing scene where just fucking decks it. That's just painful. I know. There's so many times this child could have murdered these two adults. Dude, he would have been murdered within like the first or second brick. Oh, dude, I don't move. We got to fucking watch. Okay. It's a Christmas horror movie. Um, and I think you're going to enjoy it. It goes it goes a route I had no fucking idea it was gonna go. Um, okay. It is it's I think you're gonna enjoy it a lot. It's actually really good. Hold on, let me look it up real quick. Um, God damn, dude, I'm so excited now. Anyways, the, the, <laughs> the Home Alone thing really uh, reminded me of it though. Uh, okay. Because there is a scene in it where they mimic one of the Home Alone things, and it literally mm. kills the person. Wow. And it's fucking brutal. <laughs> Well, did you did you know that like because I was saying to uh, uh, my roommate like about Macaulay Culkin changing his name? Do you know about that? Did he change his name? Yeah, he, cha- he legally changed his name. To what? Do you know what his full name is now? No. Macaulay Macaulay Culkin Culkin. <laughs> <laughs> You're fucking lying to me, dude. No, man, Google it right serious. now. <laughs> you are you fucking shitting yeah. me. He was on Twitter, and I voted for in this. I think. <laughs> um, like no. he he put on Twitter like, "What should I change my my middle name to?" And he gave like a bunch of options, and one of the <laughs> options for his middle name was Macaulay Culkin. And a, enough people voted for it that he legally changed his name to Macaulay Macaulay Culkin Culkin. <laughs> his name was hard enough to pronounce as it is, dude. <laughs> I always had trouble pronouncing his fucking name, and now he's made it even worse. Oh my god, <laughs> that kills me, dude. You're, you know, he's honestly become a really cool person now. Yeah, no, he has. Yeah, before he was a little weird, a little creepy. Mm-hmm. But uh, I always thought that he, like, he, like, people thought he was creepy, but he just wasn't in the spot. Like, like looking back, it, he wasn't creepy. He just didn't want to be a part of essentially like being a part of paparazzi and didn't want it like to be so people like spun it as him being like this crazy like crazy recluse but he just didn't want to be a part of the com- like the the scene anymore yeah yeah he didn't want his whole life followed by people and so because yeah. he was trying to retreat from that people like essentially the media because you know their job is to do that they oh yeah, yeah, him yeah, as yeah going crazy because well, that's that's, that's like the only Britney thing you can Spears, paint to me. uh yeah i look back at her breakdown and it just it makes so much more sense now and like yeah, it's just i respect her a lot more for yeah. it you know just like leave britney alone yeah <laughs> just shut up but uh yeah like i i respect her a lot more for it now than obviously yeah. i did back in the day because back in the day the media made it turn out like made it seem like she was fucking crazy yeah but it's like no dude they were the ones who were driving her fucking crazy yeah it's it's terrible it was really sad yeah you think about it one of these days we'll watch eight and a half and we'll learn about the uh, the movie where the term paparazzi comes from. Paparazzi. Yeah, it is a weird fucking term. Actually, I never thought about that. Yeah, it's a it's there's a character in a movie, Eight and a Half, mm-hmm. uh, 
um, who's like following him. He's works for a media company. He's following the actor around and taking pictures of him. And his name is uh, Papori or something like that because it's an Italian name. So paparazzi would be like multiple of them. <laughs> yes, that's fucking. That, that's awesome. Not awesome, yeah. but you know, interesting. It's not awesome. <laughs> I forget if it's. I don't remember if it's from Eight and a Half or La Dolce Vita. I know it's a. It's a. Um, Oh, what's that director's name? Now I gotta now I gotta look it up with Dolce Vita. Oh goddamn! Uh, Fellini, Federico Fellini. Oh, Federico. It won the Palm Door. The the Pompadour. The Palm Door. How dare you? <laughs> oh goddamn! This is gonna piss me off, dude. I'm not sure. You know what the Palm Door is, yeah? No, I don't. What is it? Oh my god! What is it? The Palm Door is a uh, uh, is is the the highest award you can get at Cannes Film Festival, and oh. it's generally where like if I'm going like what's best picture of the year, I'll look at that. I won't look at what the Oscars do. Yeah, dude. Like I generally look at what the what the Cannes official selections are for oh, yeah. for recommendations as opposed to like people are like I look at the Oscars. I'm like, well, yeah, you have told me that before that you did look at the at the like the recommendations through them. Yeah. And that makes sense. Uh nope, not that movie. Uh there's a fucking movie that is called Come to Daddy. <laughs> and it's got Frodo Baggins in it. Oh good. And dude, it's fucking weird. <laughs> Uh, maybe it should be one we could watch. Uh, yeah, because these horror movies, man, they're they're there's really bad ones, and there's really okay. weird ones, and then there's really good ones. So yeah, that's basically yeah, that's horror, that's the horror genre. <laughs> yeah. So I got, I'm trying to find that fucking one that I want to sh- watch for Christmas. Well, instead of instead of us sitting around and looking at what you're going to suggest in two weeks, yeah, should we uh, should we call the episode, the episode now? Yeah, yeah. Let's go ahead and end the episode. Um, okay. We're about yeah. We're so about. next week, if you want to join along. Uh, please watch the before trilogy before sunrise before sunset and before midnight uh, they're good movies all of them and yeah we'll talk about all three next week fuck yeah uh, let's do it I look forward to watching it I'm gonna have to I'm gonna really have to fucking dedicate some time uh, <laughs> luckily next week I'm not on call so I should be able to do it yeah this week I was on call and yeah it's it's been a it's been a fucking time <clears throat> oh god yeah <laughs> i should be fine to watch them yeah anyways yeah. yep see you guys next, okay. next week thank you for listening <laughs>